Josh, I think I see through the crowd. Is that is that you back there? Is that you? Josh, this this way. Around the velvet rope. This way, yes. Hey, Josh, Josh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. All right. Can you hear me? There we go. A microphone hey. settings is finally get. Oh, man. Oof, sorry. A lot of people here, as you can see, I'm uh, I'm glad I sent the limo to pick you up. Uh, as you can see, instead of wearing pajamas, I have on a tuck suit over the pajamas. But the crowd is incredible. There, you can see Billy over there. There's Joan, Bob, some seven guys wearing sunglasses. Some of them bald. Can't tell who they are. But we're getting past the crowd, and we are here for the first, well, not televised, but the first audiovised of the Talking Smack Awards. <laughs> now, we have done this many times before, but for privacy's sake, we will be using pseudonyms for people. <laughs> but Josh, as the host, how are you feeling tonight on this auspicious night? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Uh, calling that ride a limo was quite generous, in my opinion. Um, a crackhead on a two-wheeler and uh, me riding bitch is not exactly what I would call a limo. You know, it's just it's just how things go around here. Uh, things were a little tight. You know, we're, we don't live in a big city. We have to kind of make do. And that person's name was Jimbo the Third. So if you could just be a little more respectful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I apologize for Jimbo the third. I didn't realize he was uh, the third. He might as well have Esquire after his name if he deserves that kind of respect. Well, he wants to be called lawyer, but he's felt the bar three times. So instead, he's going to run for Congress. Got it. Oh, did he not give you his flyer? <laughs> no, he didn't give me his rally flyer. Um, he did ask for permission to put a sign up outside your house. I told him no, that would be inappropriate at a time like this. That is definitely fair. So as this is the first audio-advised version. Why don't you take the lead on this? I will keep the crowd at bay and try to, you know, keep this production going. Well, welcome everyone to the first ever Smackademy Awards. I'm your host, Josh Scar. We're, this is where we talk superheroes, movies, animation, and comics. And I'm your hostess with the mostest elitistisms mm -hmm. because I have a snowblower. <laughs> <laughs> and did you use it two days ago when we had snow? No, because it didn't stick to my driveway. I'm waiting for, for my ability to just wave my middle finger around at my neighbors and be like, fuck you, I have a <laughs> snowblower, look at me. Look at how entitled I am. Well, you know, I can't stop you from doing that, but Jim, Jim Bob, put, put them down. They can have some of the refreshments. <laughs> Thanks, sorry. That's all right. Jim Bob needs to be put in his place sometimes. So before we get into the festivities of the Smack Academy Awards... We do need to hear from our good friends, Joey, Tim, and Slade over at the Game Club Pod. We'll be right back after these messages. Join me, Joey, and my co-hosts, Tim and Slade, at the Game Club Podcast, where every two weeks we review video games not too dissimilar from a book club. Looking forward to seeing you there, idiots. Yeah, you stupids. Tim, do you want to jump in on this? I will not bandwagon all these abuse. So, we we have a handful of categories that we did hand out uh, over our social medias, and we had people uh, submit their answers either through the predetermined answers that I was like, these are the things I liked, and you can write in if you want to. Um, so we're going to start with everyone's favorite talking smack episode of the year. And the way this is going to work is it's just a free form conversation. Like we're just going to share what we think, what everyone else has said. 
and kind of move on because the whole point of this episode is to just reminisce about the year that was or in this case the decade that was because this last year was a decade and we're going to get into it when we talk about some of the movies that came out this year and we're going to be like that was now so the first category for the smack academy awards is the favorite 2023 episode of talking smack the listed category or the listed episodes were the lore of guilty gear which was like our second most downloaded episode of the year <laughs> after the new DC universe, which I'm shocked that one got. Merchandising, merchandising, <laughs> where the real money from the movie is made. Mel, Mel, I'm sorry, Mike, Mike, no, Mike, we're not doing that right now. We're doing other things. <laughs> there is a lot of merchandising with Guilty Gear, but jeez, oh, to call them out like that. <laughs> Mike, calm down. Go talk to your son. <laughs> So the, the nominees as listed are The Lore of Guilty Gear, Rent-Free Moments, Episode 100, Talking Smackdowns, Volume 4, Good Burger 2, Godzilla Minus 1, Rebel Moon, Part 1, A Child of Fire. And uh, we had a write-in for The Mist Assignments starring the dashing Matt from Decaying with the Boys. I don't know who wrote that one in, but I, I have a feeling I might hmm. know. So in reverse order uh rebel moon had a five percent vote good burger had a ten percent vote fifteen percent was godzilla minus one and there's a two-way tie for second place with talking smackdowns volume four episode 100 the lore of guilty gear and everyone's favorite moment of the year which it's mine as well uh rent-free moments definitely i think that's one where you and i we hit a good sweet spot in the conversation Mm -hmm. And it, it, it was a really good episode to go back and listen to either through an edit or just listening. And I, I think that's probably the one episode I've gotten the most compliments on from people as well. No, it was definitely a great episode. It was just a bit of reminiscing, a bit of nostalgia. And yet and it was also, you know, we did some personal stuff, some storytelling with our families. And it was, it was a meaningful episode. Yeah, and I, I think we'll definitely come back to something like that. That'll be another reoccurring thing, like what you doings and talking smackdowns. Um, we'll try to space it out a little bit, just in case there is some repeating. But I, I've had a few moments pop into my head that are separate from the ones we discussed, and I can't wait to discuss them again. Uh, but I, I think it's it's not unanimous, but it is a pretty strong winner of oh, yeah. the best talking smack episode, rent free moments. Um, I I. I as I said, we're not really t- taking winners. It's just a, a poll that we're just freeform discussing. But I would say that is our best episode of the year. So if this is your first episode listening to us, why? But also go and find that one. Stop now. Go to a better episode and come back. <laughs> uh, so the next category we have is favorite comic character. We have a, a few write-ins. We have Denji from Chainsaw Man from Slade. I don't, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just assuming, but that, that's, I think it's a pretty safe guess. Damn you, um, Erica, <laughs> Erica Slaughter. Uh, I'm not familiar with that character. Somebody's killing the children. I may have written that one in. <laughs> okay. That's, that's a comic I need to get into. I, I've been meaning to try and find a trade or something like that. That's another thing I got to get into. I found out my comic shop is closing <gasps> today. No. I got to go to the bad one. Oh. Like it's fine, but the, the staff is a bunch of jerks and I don't like them, mm. but I gotta, I gotta get in there anyway, because, uh, I gotta try and get more of our posters in there so people can be like, Hey, what's this stupid thing? 
so Harley Quinn, and then there's an, uh, a not applicable. So someone just thought they had to write in, so they they wrote in nothing. Oh. Um, in reverse order, we have Nightwing, Wreck hmm. uh, Rap, who I think is criminally undervoted here. Wreck um, Rap is a demon from the Amazing Spider-Man comic who lives in um, Purgatory during the Inferno arc with. I think it's chasm is Ben Riley's new name as a villain. And he gets saved by Spider-Man and gets imbued with some powers and becomes wreck rap, which is Parker backwards. <laughs> I'm ashamed that it took me so long to figure that out. As in, I just now realized. It. <laughs> <laughs> and he is the best and I need more of wreck rap. Um, he is the character of the year. In my opinion, next up at, 19% we have a two-way tie between Radiant Black and Batman, which I think is pretty good company. And mm-hmm. then Spider-Man takes home the win, which that's like that's like Peyton Manning winning the MVP. Is It's just like, might as well give it to him. Like, no one else has done anything. Might as well <laughs> give it to him. I was going to ask if um, the not Harley Quinn, it was, a, it was a not written in by anybody for the character of the year, like Punchline or whatever her, her name is. Oh yeah, the Joker's new girlfriend. Yeah, I don't know. I was that this year. Is that is that a nominee for that was this year? But I kind of want to insert Bubbles hardcore because anytime I read about her, that's all I can hear is someone's like, "We're making Harley, but hardcore." Yeah, I'm hardcore. It is all Tara Strong at this point. <laughs> all right, favorite video game character. This one I think is might might be misspelled, um, but it says Link because he's quite. Um, I think they meant to say quiet, which that's a unique way of voting for someone is just because they don't talk. I can I can see that because um, uh, as protagonist in video games who is silent and either you can choose dialogue options or people just talk to them and they don't respond. You allow yourself to insert more into that character. Um, one of my favorite video games ever is Bloodline Masquerades and all the NPCs are voiced and you can choose for your avatar, you can choose their dialogue responses. One of the huge criticisms coming out is that the new game, they're finally making a sequel to it 20 years later. It will be voiced and people are like, no, with this much customization, with the selection of the the dialogue choices, the different clans that you can choose your avatar to be from that. You are now giving me a voice. You are also taking away my internal voice. So I can kind of mm-hmm. see that. Yeah, I know there was a big controversy with Final Fantasy X when they finally got rid of, or when they finally started using voice acting. Hmm. I know there were a lot of people that at the time were not happy with that. Uh, but I mean, I always liked voice acting if it's done well in a performance, which I mean, oh, yeah. like you would hope that it's done well. It just adds an extra layer. But maybe we'll get into it a little bit uh, after this category. But Tears of the Kingdom, they went a little too overboard with their voice acting, in my opinion, because oh. the how how massive the game was. Uh, one of the spoilers for Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, one of the things you have to do in the game is you have to recruit party members, essentially, and then they like bless you with their spirit. But in the process of gaining each party member's spirit, you go through this really drawn out story of like long ago I was with King Rauru and <laughs> we fought Ganondorf and we lost and it's every time no. and 
it it's every which like I get Matt and I talked about this in a what you're doing where you you don't know where someone is taking up the game so you kind of have to give that backstory for for the character and like what they're blessing upon Link right but it's so fucking long <laughs> and I'm just like I don't care <laughs> moving on character of the year favorite video game character we have two votes for Link. One vote for Riju from Tears of the Kingdom. We have Aloy, who is voted by Alex. I'm 100% sure. Yeah. <laughs> then we also have two votes for Peppermint. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing over there? I occasionally click something to see what happens. I clicked that 20 seconds ago. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things, Alex. I know. Uh, 11% of the vote came in for Peppermint. And then uh, we had a tie, actually, which feels appropriate considering the first place, because 33% of the vote went to a handful of other people. Uh, but 28% of the vote tied. Miles Morales and Peter Parker, both Spider-Men, won favorite video game character of the year. Yeah, I which I'm fine with. Yeah. I think I think both of them deserve some recognition. Mm -hmm. uh, Yuri Lowenthal put in a great performance as Peter Parker, as the evil Peter Parker. Have you seen the the clip of him? when the craven brute comes in dressed as a bear no is that that sounds fantastic though it, it, he's in the black suit already so he's kind of being corrupted and he's just looking at the bear dude and he just goes i have something to tell you <laughs> i'm all out of honey <laughs> The best line in the entire oh. game. It, it's it's fantastic. Yuri's having a great time with it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's it's Spider-Man Two is a good time. I I don't think it's game of the year quality anything, but I do think it's worth anyone who enjoys Spider-Man. That's absurd. So this is one of we're gonna get into one of the first categories that I did not put on the poll here. Uh, biggest disappointment of 2023. So this could be movie, video game, comic book, TV show, whatever comes to mind. And you can have a few seconds to vent about it. For me, it's Tears of the Kingdom. I've shared my thoughts on this plenty of times, so I'm not going to linger too long. But this was a game that was coming off of a, a near perfect game in Breath of the Wild. The only thing missing, in my opinion, from Breath of the Wild was an engaging story. But the game wasn't hurt because of it. And then in Breath of the Wild, they just went... Here's everything. Here's Minecraft. Here's a story. <laughs> here's characters. Here's party. Here's just three different worlds that you can visit. One is barren and boring, but you have to do certain things in here to, to advance the plot. Here's the main world that's been destroyed because of what's happened. And then here's a few things up in the sky that are also boring and pretty much useless. And also on top of things, let's just make uh, an added twist and say that because of this upheaval, the weapons have rotted. Despite what they might be made of, the weapons have rotted, and to make them better, you have to fuse them with other things. You can fuse them with a rock. You can fuse them with uh, elements like diamond or rubies or sapphires, or you can fuse them with other rotted materials and increase their power that way. But in doing so, you're also going to clip said weapons through the ground because we're too foregone with everything else that we're doing to worry about the logistics of these sort of things. <laughs> I want to love... Tears of the Kingdom so much. I I literally have given up on it. I think I'm I'm literal maybe 90 minutes away from finishing the game. Oh. 
but I don't know how long that 90 minutes is going to be <laughs> because I don't know what is going on in this game. <laughs> I tried to act, activate the final mission. It's like, hey, go to this southern jungle place and go in the chasm there. Yeah. Follow the statues. I did. Nothing happened. Uh-oh. I don't know what to do. And so I'm just done. <laughs> and that's my biggest disappointment of the year is Tears of the Kingdom. So for me, I'm going to say my biggest disappointment of the year is got to be the DCEU. Because mm. I think Aquaman 2 coming out and bombing and... And then the Marvels, you had Blue Beetle, you had Shazam. Well, the Marvels wasn't DC. Well, I'm just, it's just a culmination that we're ending this year on this thud. Just It's just a thud. It's, it's not even like in a resounding thud. It's not the tree falling in the forest where you can contemplate it. It's just somewhere out there, there's a little thud. It's kind of like having a, you know, when you have animals in the house, there's a little bit of a crashing sound and you're 90% sure that it's not someone breaking in. So you just yell at your cat to stop knocking something around and go back to sleep. <laughs> it's that kind of thud. It's just a, it's just living. It's just life. And after the last, was it 15, 16 years of, the cinematic universes of the MCU, the attempts of the DCEU to just end the year with just a splat. You can't even cry over it. That's to me what is disappointing because I was hoping that there might be a little bit of lightning left in that bottle that Aquaman two would suddenly just kind of pop and just go. And we're like, it's like the first time. No one expected it to earn a billion dollars. It just did. It, no. it just came out and just kept going and going. And you're like, well, okay, that's kind of odd. We don't know why this is happening, but it did. That is my my sorrow. Is it? We talked about it in the superhero fatigue episode, but to now have the confirmation that this year, the whimper of whatever it is, our our golden decade of geekdom has you know definitely tarnished that's what makes me sad because i wasn't cheering against these things like i wanted shazam 2 to be good i really enjoyed shazam i, I the first one i wanted the flash to be excellent because michael keaton i've been saying forever like, give michael keaton another chance bring him back do batman beyond come on he's right up there he's he he looks great he's he can terrify i mean come on that michael keaton i believe is the only villain in the MCU to pull a gun on Spider-Man and, and scare the crap out of him. <laughs> that, that like 25 second threatening in the car outside of prom is, is horrifying. It's Michael freaking Keaton. And then you have blue beetle came out the first, uh, outwardly Hispanic or Latin descent superhero movie, you know, beat Marvel to the punch by giving that one their own, uh, their own film came and went dumped on hbo max like six weeks later and now we have this final pathetic uh, pathetic whimper that to me is a disappointment that's very well said and very on brand for us yeah i i haven't even seen any of the dc stuff this year beyond shazam i had no interest in the flash i after all the things that was going on with ezra miller and their criminal rampage throughout <laughs> the the state of Hawaii and the allegations that came out against them and then 
I really wanted to see Blue Beetle, but I just I did not have the time, yeah. and it it just it was one of those movies that came and went so quickly. I I want to pick it up on Blu-ray, but at, at the same time, I'm I don't want to pay full price for it just from the things I've heard. Like I've heard it's it is fun, but it's very generic, and I much like people who didn't want to go see this movie in theaters. I don't want to pay full price for something that I maybe I'm only going to watch once. Yeah. And I also don't want to subscribe to HBO Max because fuck HBO and <laughs> Max and Discovery. So yeah, just I, I'm not a hater. I I want things to be good. I I, in, I yeah I loved our Marvel episode. You know, it got some pretty bad reviews. Obviously, nobody went and saw it, but we liked it. It was fun. It was, it was good. Fun. You know, I I want to enjoy what I observe. I don't want. I, I'm not one of those people who watches things just to hate it and find an excuse to rant. That's to me, that's boring. Yeah. And that's not what we do here. We don't, we, we try to find the silver lining or among other things, we try to figure out what could have worked in these sort of things. Like we're not, we're not stealing directly from, I have some notes, but we're, we're kind of putting a toe in the same pool. Exactly. All right. So moving on from our biggest disappointments uh, into favorite TV characters of 2023. The list of nominees are Ahsoka, Captain Christopher Pike from Star Trek Strange New Worlds, Joel Miller from The Last of Us, Ellie from The Last of Us. Does Ellie have a last name? They've never released her name. Officially. Got it. She might as well be Ellie Miller. She's his adopted (laughs) daughter. Hell yeah. That's one that I never got to come back to either that uh, I was dealing with a lot of illness around that time last year Um, (laughs) when we were talking with Caesar last week. I was like I was on the upswing from COVID. So like my throat was going and you could hear how nasally I was. But is almost a year to the day when we were supposed to do Avatar with Justin and I'm like, I'm not missing another (laughs) one. (laughs) Thank God I don't have to go to a theater for this one, because like if, if I if Avatar was a day and date release, yeah. I would have been on that episode. Yeah. Just so Justin knows. <laughs> Justin doesn't believe us. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Nor should he. <laughs> uh, so other character, other votes that were given, uh, Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan, which we'll be talking about in a couple weeks. Uh, Mizu from Blue Eye Samurai. And then uh, this is one I wrote in because one, I love her. And two, what if season two has been a a really bright spot in a bad year for Marvel? Mm. Uh, Captain Peggy Carter. Mm. I think Captain Peggy, Captain Carter, whatever, Captain Britain, whatever you want to call her. Haley Atwell brings it. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. She is having fun with it. And yep. her, her role in multiverse of madness as Captain Carter was great. And you can tell she's still having fun with it. Oh, yeah. Um, she was fantastic in Mission Impossible 7 Part 1, Part 3, or whatever it is. She was, But not Part 1 because <laughs> it didn't do well at the box office, so we're going to rebrand. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, swoon. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's some favoritism here. But I, if it wasn't for her couple of episodes in What If Season 2, I probably would have voted for Captain Pike. Because Strange New Worlds is fantastic. Like I'm, I'm not a Trekkie. I'm not a Trek person by any stretch of the imagination. But Strange New Worlds is a lot of fun, and I would say that uh, a Paramount Plus subscription is worth it just for Strange New Worlds. Uh, but in terms of who might win the favorite TV character, 
16% of the vote went to Ellie. Mm -hmm. 16% of the vote went to Captain Christopher Pike. And then we have a tie between Ahsoka and Joel. Interesting. I feel like there's name recognition. And also The Last of Us is probably a nominee for that was this year. That was this year? I... I'm <laughs> that wasn't it or was it last year already? No, I I have no idea, man. It, it's been a it's been a decade of a year. <laughs> let's let's go through our uh, talking smack Rolodex and we'll find it here. <laughs> the Last of Us, March fifteenth, twenty twenty three. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, that that ended this year. I I was thinking because it was what six episodes, right? Six, yeah. Uh, six or eight, something like that. I thought it came, I thought it started like December of last year. So I was like, oh yeah. So that was like an early January thing. No, man, March. Yeah. That was, it was mid January that it debuted. Wow. So we're almost a full year in. Uh, and there've been a lot of like Twitter trends going around. I forget the name of the episode, but the episode with, uh, Bill, mm-hmm. that episode is still so good. It's fantastic. That's another episode where I'm just so mad that I got sick that I couldn't be a part of that conversation. <laughs> and I, I worked so hard in that thumbnail too. <laughs> Joel and Ellie hiding from us. And just <laughs> ah, chef's kiss. So Joel and Ahsoka take the favorite character of 2023. I'm mostly okay with that. I think Ahsoka isn't much of a character in her own show. She's kind of, she's more of a, a plot device for the show. Yeah. But I mean, I also think Ahsoka as an actual character from the clone wars mm-hmm. is what, she is one of the best Star Wars characters made post episode six. Yeah. Like, I mean, you obviously have S tier character Dexter Jetster from Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else, uh, Ahsoka is right, right behind Dexter Jetster. So I, I, I have no problem with people recognizing Ahsoka's greatness. Um, Joel, I, I think, is a little bit of a, a dark horse here because that's that's a dark ending for a character um, mm-hmm. lying to a, his surrogate daughter and just dooming the world. You know, but the thing about, about Joel is, is that as long as Pedro Pascal is our internet daddy, he can do no wrong. <laughs> that's, that's very true and very fair. Mm-hmm. And apparently soon he may be uh, Marvel's daddy as Mr. Richards, <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. That's something if if I can poke the engagement bear for a second, <laughs> one thing I've been weighing about doing for the podcast is whenever they announce the Fantastic Four, whether it's piecemeal and they go, OK, Pedro Pascal is Mr. Fantastic, crazy drug dealer girl for Mission Impossible is the Invisible Woman and so on mm-hmm. for the rest of the casting like would we want to do a bonus episode if not like a full fledged episode? If they, if it's a, if it's a lump casting announcement, maybe we'll just do a regular episode based on the casting announcement and just kind of lump a lot of the, the Marvel discussion into it as well. But casting, casting Pedro Pascal as Mr. Fantastic in 2015 would have been amazing Mm -hmm. in 2024. You're, playing with a very short timeline yeah. because he's already in his mid forties. He's already booked up for a lot of different things. And I don't know that this is a, it's a bandaid casting is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's a great casting choice. Mm-hmm. If you're doing, 
if you're just planning like a trilogy where maybe the first movie is not necessarily an origin story, but it's an introduction story to these characters within the playground that is the MCU. And then two and three is like passing the torch off to the Richards children, which I'm blanking on their names right now. But I I don't, there's something about casting someone in their mid forties and the way the MCU is structured that I don't buy that he is going to work as Reed Richards for 10 years. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. Did it. He was Iron Man uh, in 2008. He was in his early to mid forties anyway. And by the time he retired, he was in his fifties, you know, not to be ageist or anything like that, but there is something a little odd about picking somebody who is, who could try to carry a, an action, you know, an action figure torch into their mid to late fifties, early sixties. Like that. I mean, Liam Neeson, is still doing it, but he's doing it with a lot of editing, a lot of cutting, and it was kind of like this. He's also not an action figure unless you count Qui Gon Jinn. Uh, crap! What was that? Uh, the kid, the Taken films, you know, one and two were fantastic. You know, he. he I don't he, think Funko Pops count though, because like <laughs> I, I, when you say action figure, I assume that you mean like merchandising. merchandising you merchandising. you have to have merchandising op- opportunities with these movies and right, these characters. Right, right, right. What I mean is that to be able to carry the torch believably on screen and he's supposed to be doing all these, you know, mannerisms and movements and there's an elegance to him. I not the same people in their fifties can't, but it is a little odd to pick someone who is that much more established, especially, I mean, Deadpool too famously said it. We need somebody young. We need, you know, we need somebody who can carry the franchise for 10 to 15 years. <laughs> Well, the, the other thing that goes with this idea of casting is if I'm Marvel, if I'm Disney, I'm assuming we can, can we can continue to work with Sony and partner up on Spider-Man. Yeah, because it's working for both people as far as it's giving Sony enough money to keep making not Spider-Man movies. And it's working with Marvel because they get to put Spider-Man in more movies and they get to put them in an Avengers lineup. Yeah. And Reed Richards and the fantastic four for the most part are peers of Peter Parker. Reed is typically a little bit older than Peter, like three to 10 years, depending on which continuity, if you're talking like ultimate universe or uh, just the regular six, one, six MCU. And Johnny storm is usually a peer of Peter. Like he is within one or two years of Peter's age. And Pedro Pascal is as Reed Richards is more than likely if, if we ever get that Spider-Man fantastic four crossover, he's going to take on that Dr. Strange Iron Man daddy issues role for Peter. Probably. Yeah. Which is annoying because Peter doesn't need that. And we as an audience don't need it, but you still want someone that can be a peer to Peter. Yes. Like his, his intellect should bring him up to Reed's, level but there should also be a respectful age difference not just like he's a he's he's five years away from getting social security peter's five years away from being able to drink yeah like that's not that's not the dynamic here yeah i think that's a very good point about it it'll be interesting to see which casting which direction they want to go to because my other concern about it is if they do that casting where they have someone like uh an older uh, Susan Storm and and Reed Richards to introduce that their kids are the ones. Then we have the 
unfortunate dynamic which we're in right now with the MCU, which is that it's yet we're in year like five or six. I think Fantastic Four is supposed to be twenty twenty five or twenty twenty six. They were in like year five or six of post end game. We're still transitioning to a new team. The first team was built in like three years. <laughs> you know, three years, one uh, you know, uh, one phase. This one is like phase. There's three phases, six, seven years, and we still don't have our established group. So, Yeah, and that's one thing we were talking about previously. Um, Franklin is one of the children. I don't know why that just popped into my head. I'll try and dig through my Rolodex and if, see if I can't remember the, the, the daughter's name. Not you, Franklin. We haven't in the monster category yet. Please sit down. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the phase five should have kicked off with either Sam Wilson's Captain America story where he finally decides to become Captain America and he's going to be form his new Avengers team or they needed to figure something out because that's the thing people are coming back for Yeah, is the Avengers. And that's kind of what Kang, not Kang dynasty quantum mania was building towards was, Oh, we have discovered a new threat that needs an Avengers level. Not really though, because Ant-Man and his group of shrinky people have defeated one variant of him. There, there is a threat out there that may need an Avengers team. Yeah. But the movie never addresses that issue. Not particularly. It just, the audience knows, but Hank, uh, Hank and Scott and everyone else, they don't know. They don't care. They just won the day. So like there, that that's one of the biggest flaws in the MCU right now is that they're only just now building towards an Avengers team. And it's a young Avengers team that we still don't know even who is going to make up the, the majority of the team besides, Ms. Marvel, Kate Bishop, maybe She-Hulk. And then there's rumors that uh, Wanda's kids are going to be on the team as well, which that makes no sense to me. No. Considering in current continuity, Wanda's dead and her kids exist in an alternate reality. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Oh, and America Chavez. Um, oh, yeah. Got to shout out America Chavez. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's let's move on. We're, we're giving away awards that mean nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like every award. <laughs> Next category is favorite comic of 2023. We have the uh, original ballot of Amazing Spider-Man, Batman, Radiant Black, Nightwing. And then we have our write-in responses. Our write-in responses are Chainsaw Man from uh, Slade, Archibald. Something is Killing the Children from Alex. And then a couple of I didn't read comics this year. So moving into the actual winner... We have 7% of the vote went to Radiant Black and Nightwing, which that's pretty awesome. Uh, Both are my two favorite comic book characters of the year. Uh, 13% of the vote went to Batman, and then 40% of the vote went to Spider-Man, and I'm guessing that is strictly name recognition. (laughs) That has to be name recognition. Not that I'm complaining. I'm not complaining either because I think Zeb Wells is writing a really good Spider-Man story right now. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun. I think if people were diving into some of the other comics out there that maybe Spider-Man wouldn't be as popular as he is. Yep. And since this is an award show, I believe we can have Tobin show up. Tobin, getting it on behalf of all Spider-Man, correct? Correct, yes. You can pick up the trophy next to the open bar. Yes, it is only ginger ale. All right. <laughs> all right, uh, moving right along. We have favorite TV show of 2023. And we have uh, our original categories of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, The Last of Us, Star Trek Lower Decks, Gen V, Ahsoka, Marvel's What If, Star Trek Picard, and write-ins. Our write-ins go to Attack on Titan from Slade. (laughs) 
Uh, we have Loki, probably from Alex. Yeah, actually, that was me. <laughs> we have Lessons in Chemistry. That's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have Shrinking, which I shout out to that person. I forgot Shrinking was this year. That's that's that goes into the that was this year category as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have Silo, which I'm going to take a guess. That's one of the guys from I have some notes. Uh, they were just talking about that in their Discord, which anyone listening should join because it's a good community and it's fun, fun times talking about movies in there. And then with the original ballots, the winner with 29% of the vote is The Last of Us for our favorite TV show of 2023. Uh, Picard and Lower Decks both got 10%. Strange New Worlds got 5%. Ahsoka got 14%. Oh, wow. I should. I do need to watch Silo because I unabashedly have a crush on Rebecca Ferguson. Don't you mean Haley Atwell slash... Um, <laughs> oh, what's... Michelle Monaghan. That's right. Okay. There you go. All right. Yeah. Tom, Tom Cruise's three wives in the, the Mission Impossible <laughs> movies that all remarkably look the same and close enough to Katie. Yeah. What's her? Katie, Katie Dawson's Creek. Katie Holmes. That's her name. Sorry, everyone. And I'm still trying to figure out if I can't pull uh, Reed Richards' daughter from my hat. So let's, let's just keep trugging along here. Um, our fourth to last category, because we have one other thing. Uh, favorite video game of 2023. We have the original ballot of Marvel Spider-Man 2, Baldur's Gate, Super Mario Wonder, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and Right Ends. I'm guessing this one came from Ricky. Uh, Fae Farm was a favorite game of the year. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is another right in there. Oh, that was actually fun. I, I, I need to pick that one up. Or not pick that one up. I need to actually put it in my system and start playing it. I've had it since... June, whenever it came out. But to get to the vote, we have 15% of the vote went to Spider-Man and Tears of the Kingdom. 10% went to Super Mario Wonder. And 50% of the vote went to Baldur's Gate. Heck yeah. Baldur's Gate. And that's what I need to pick. I, I need to find out what system I can play that on. Uh, you can play it on PS5. Uh, you can also, it has been released. I don't for, for the, You can release <laughs> it for the uh, Xbox system. It just dropped a week or so ago. And of course, PC. I, I will warn you. I've heard it's 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 a massive game. It you're looking at your first playthrough being like 150 to 180 hours. I don't got that kind of time. The, my wife and I we've been playing it because uh, they have couch co-op. So for on the nice. PS5, I think they do on the Xbox too. We've been doing it that way, and we're maybe like 30, 40 hours in, and we're barely in Act One. There's three, yeah, <laughs> because because <laughs> we're the kind of people who like we explore everything, we talk to everything. Well, when uh, when she found out that you can you speak with animals on literally any animal, we talk to every animal. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> and randomly, like some of them will just be like, "Why are you talking to me?" But then others will, will, will start telling you a story or asking you or giving you missions. Like, yeah, can you go get that back for me? I, I left this in this other house, but they're really mean it's like, and they have a bad cat. It's like I will assist you to the end of my life, dear child. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into our last two categories. There, there's one thing that I I was just astonished by, by looking into some of the things that uh, went into making the, the lists of categories and the, the nominees. And that was, how the hell did these movies come out this year? Mm-hmm. As I've said, it's been a decade of a year, and I don't remember having sat down and seen these movies other than like, a couple of them where I'm like, Oh yeah, I was in Arizona. I was in California when I saw this 
so this is just like a special bit of that was this year. And this can be movies, TV shows, video games, what have you. I, and I'm kicking that. I'm kicking this one off with Peter Pan and Wendy. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked that even came out. I know it was a Disney plus release, but like talk about arriving with nothing. <laughs> like I, I have vague memories of talking with you, Alex, about Jude Law's Captain Hook. And then just like nothing. Oh my gosh, it did come out this year. I thought that was like last year. That was in April? You had Jude Law, yeah, Yara uh, Shahidi. <laughs> that was this year. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I completely agree with that was this year because I just... Nope. Um, another that was this year, uh, Expendables 4. That was this year. That came out? <laughs> this year. I'm all in on that because... I, I'm I'm up for a terrible movie, and the first Expendables was really good. The second one was just fun. Third one, and then they've been doing teasing the fourth one. It's forever. been diminishing returns ever since n- number yeah, two. I agree. Yeah. Another that was this year nominee, uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh come on, that we knew that was this. That year. was this year. Yeah, we knew that, and the sequels uh, on the way. No, I, 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 you would have, <laughs> I would have said that came out. Maybe last year, two years ago. I would not have said that came out in 2023. Expendables 4 came out in September. It came out that fucking late? <laughs> oh my god. I would have thought that was a March release. Where, where, where was I? I mean, I know I You got... know what else came out this year? What? 65. Oh my god. Adam Driver fights off in Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> That was this year. Oh my god, I forgot that that came out. Oh, because that was actually on my list of things to see. And then I was just like, and, and the more trailers I saw, the more I'm like, uh-uh, mm-mm, 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 this is gonna be bad. Oh. Another that was this year, um, the Meg Two. Oh, I wanted to. That see. was this year. That's sitting on my on my max watch list and i was about to watch it one evening with uh with my wife because she loves you know bad movies and we invited some friends over for her birthday and so we're sitting on the couch we go to queued up and one of our friends goes I-, I just saw that two nights ago and we're like oh it was you know so you'll enjoy it it's bad and she went no i can't <laughs> <laughs> so we watch haunted mansion instead and we all loved it you know as much crap as it got for losing a bunch of money and stuff if they had released it in like late September yeah. in, in preparation for Halloween, it could have made some money. Yeah. Instead they, they released it mid Barbenheimer, even though they knew it was just going to be buried, but it was fun. It was cute. I understand. You know, so this is one that isn't necessarily like that was this year. The movie, the quality of the movie, the content of the movie is not that this, that was this year. It's more what happened with the movie as it released. Sure. It's the Disney Plus exclusive movie Crater. Is that the one that came out and like two days later? They tanked it with the, all the other stuff. Two weeks later, they took it off the platform for no reason. Yeah. Other than they're doing their cost cutting bullshit. Yeah. The tax write off that they're able that if basically if they say if they remove it from any, from any streaming service, including their own, they can count it as a diminished property for tax reasons. And effectively, it's worth becomes zero. So it's a tax write off. Yeah. But you can rent it from uh, Prime Video or iTunes for three ninety nine. You can. They tanked it off of Disney Plus, and you can rent it. 
Wow. Sure did. This is probably the winner of that was this year. Um, Secret Invasion. <laughs> if, you watched, if you watched the Marvels like we did, you as well wonder, like, that was supposed to win this year? <laughs> is that the same Nick Fury? A couple more just looking at the list here. Um, Creed 3. I, I feel like that that one, like, I remember this year, but it, it kind of faded pretty quickly. Yeah, we we effused over that quite a bit. And yet, they when they announced that they're already, like, about to film four, it's like, oh, yeah, that was... That's about time for that, isn't that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shazam! Fury of the Gods was this year, which I only remember that because I was in Arizona at the time. Yeah. Extraction 2 came out this year. When did that happen? It did? Yeah. On Netflix? Yeah. Did anyone watch it? <laughs> Apparently not. Everyone's still watching Red Notice. Extraction 2? A sequel? June 6th? It came out June 16th? They announced a sequel? <laughs> They're making an Extraction 3? Yeah. they Who watched this? I don't know. Knock at the Cabin happened this year? Oh, yeah. Uh, Dave Batista and everyone are in a weird cult that thinks the world is going to end. And maybe it is because it's M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, uh, yeah. Renfield was this year. Yeah, that was this year. That was fun. Uh, All right. So send us your that was 2023 uh, suggestions because th- this is one that like it's like a Bernstein Bears uh, <laughs> uh, Mandela effect sort of thing where it's like, no, that didn't happen. Fast X came out this year. That was May of this year. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's right. It did. It did. All right. So moving into our final two categories for the first ever Talking Academy Awards. I added an extra line there. Uh, <laughs> Favorite animated movie of 2023. We have nominees being Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the Super Mario Brothers movie, Elemental, Wish, Mm. TMNT, Mutant Mayhem, Nimona, and surprisingly, there were no write-ins for this one. Really? Everyone voted for one of these five. Interesting. Uh, For me personally, my favorite animated movie of this year was Nimona. I, I thought it... The animation was fantastic. The uh, message was beautiful, and the performances were just phenomenal. Um, This Nimona got 19% of the vote. Uh, There's a tie for last place between Elemental and Mutant Mayhem at 10%. And then uh, in a little bit of an upset, which I'm going to blame Slade for this one, Biterverse got 29% of the vote, and Super Mario Brothers got 33% of the vote. So, Slade, I'm blaming you for that one. Yep, I blame Slade. I 100% blame him for that. Um, No. All because of that damn Peaches song, which, like, screw the Foreign Press Association or whatever it is that does the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. Like, they wanted they wanted the clicks for Peaches mm-hmm. and for the opportunity to have Jack Black perform. Mm-hmm. And so transparently stupid. Like, uh, no thank you. It's to, to nominate Peaches over almost any of the songs in Wish is just asinine to me i don't care that wish is probably not gonna win they'll probably give it to (laughs) i'm just ken because the the academy doesn't or not the academy the hollywood foreign press association doesn't understand irony so the fact that they're gonna give it to a guy for singing a song about how he's 
an alpha male is <laughs> a little ridiculous. No, uh, I should have written in Suzume because that was probably my favorite of the year. Suzume, that's that's a good one. I was thinking about putting it on the original grouping, but I figured those are these are probably well. Suzume technically doesn't count. Like for us, we saw it in twenty twenty three, but it actually released theatrically in twenty twenty one. So uh, really, oh okay, yeah. Hmm. I think the U.S. got it theatrically in like late 2022 and then they've just been working on home video and dubbing and all that right right yeah it's kind of like how um evangelion 3.3 plus one came out like two years ago for streaming but they finally released the blu-ray like three weeks ago sort of like attack on titan the final season part one part three part two part three whatever (laughs) it is they're doing which we'll be covering in a couple of weeks. Slade will be back to put a cap on Attack on Titan with us as they release the dub for the final episode or final mm-hmm. movie, however you want to describe it. But our final category of the 2023 season, the winner of the Big Academy Award, we have favorite live action movie of 2023. Mm-hmm. Nominees being Guardians of the Galaxy, John Wick Chapter 4, Oppenheimer, Godzilla minus one Barbie and someone wrote leave the world behind, uh, which is not one I've heard of. So I'm going to have to look that one up. We should give it credit. So before, uh, before we do that, before we make announcement, let's look up, leave the world behind Jim Bob the third. If you would please keep everyone in in player place where we look this up. Julia Roberts, Mashala Ali, Ethan Hawke, Mahala, and Kevin Bacon. A post-apocalyptic psychological film. Just released December 8th on Netflix. Interesting. Valeria Richards, by the way, is um, Reed and Sue, Reed Richards and Sue Storm's daughter. I had to look that one up because I, it was just not coming to me. <laughs> So now that that little piece of information is done and in everyone else's brain, the vote goes as follows. 11%, I'm sorry, 0% went to Oppenheimer. Oh, 11% went to Barbie. Are you kidding me? Wow. <laughs> I am serious. No votes for Oppenheimer, which even one vote would have swung this because we have a three-way tie for best movie of the year on Talking Smack. 28% of the vote went to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, John Wick Chapter 4, and Godzilla Minus 1, which means Alex, you and I are the tiebreakers, and Godzilla Minus 1 is the best movie of the year. It is. Uh, I mean, we that puts it two votes ahead. Okay, sit down. <laughs> no, no. Listen, I understand you were in the film, but you have to accept our... You can leave. Okay, and you, you too. Yep. All right, uh... Props to telling the kaiju to sit down. I know That's, that, that takes some balls. Yep, he has he has a temper problem. Yeah, and oh, he just stepped on the rickshaws, the little <laughs> carts that poor Jim Bob was using to pull us up here. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, the entire cast <laughs> is making their way up, uh, but we're out of time. Sorry. All right, Josh. <laughs> they they got knocked out due to heartbreak. <laughs> Sadness got in their way. Sadness from. Uh, <laughs> from inside out yeah thanks everyone so much for participating in our poll um it it means the world that anyone took even the two minutes it takes to fill out this little questionnaire uh i I appreciate it so much and 
we're gonna we're gonna keep making this Macademy Awards a thing. Uh, that'll be our end of the year wrap up every year. Uh, so it'll be like our first episode of every new year. So happy new year to everyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alex, I hope you have a happy and safe new year. I as hope we you are do too. Prior to the year 2024 arriving, this has been a. a a fun year. I don't know how <laughs> we have gone through so many different things this year, but yep. I feel like we hit a good groove with Talking Smack. We had some amazing guests. You might want to get the, <laughs> the music ready for this one, Alex, because <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning of the year and make sure I don't miss anyone because uh, everyone deserves a shout out. So, of course, we have our regular Talking Smack crew. We have Alex, me, Matt, Becky, Beppo, Lewis, Scotty, and mm-hmm. Ricky. We're all going to share a microphone here, so just so you know, we're all coming up. <laughs> uh, we have the guys from I Have Some Notes who came on in uh, January for our Legacy Equals discussion, which, again, Greg, Liam, Scott, thank you so much for taking the time. You guys don't have to like come down to our level for these things, but you take the time to be, hang out with us and talk movies, and it's greatly appreciated. Uh, Matt Groom from the Massive Verse. Like, how did we get so many cool and amazing creatives on this year? Um, besides, like, me just saying, hey, can you spare an hour? And they're like, <laughs> sure, because they're just that amazing. Um, Aaron Alice from what Watching Stuff for our Ant-Man and the Wasp episode. Justin Henson coming on for our Oscar bonus episode, plus our Creed episodes, and however many episodes Justin filled in for this year. Um, Gary H. Lee, uh, hey... I still think people need to listen to that Magician's Elephant episode. Um, it might not be like the most engaging thing because we're not reviewing something, but I think it's such a, a fun and interesting conversation. Uh, we've got Joey Fitzgerald for Talking Lasso. What can I say about Joey that I haven't already said? I love that man. And the fact that we got to do 12 weeks of Talking Lasso while I was traveling the country makes my heart swell. And then we've also just got the Game Club pod. Uh, Slade, Joey, Tim, all you guys coming on for the Super Mario Brothers movie. We also have Katrina Dennis coming on for our Mandalorian Season 3 review. Katrina, again, someone who came down to our level for this. Like, she did not have to take the time. She's an amazing Star Wars influencer. And it's just, it was just a pleasure to have her on. And hopefully she isn't scared away and will come back. Rainy came back for uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy review from the Red Dove. Rainy, you are an amazing, beautiful, wonderful person. And again, I hope we can reconnect soon. Leo Allen, hey, the guy who writes our music, uh, coming on several times, Franchise Fatigue, Star Wars. The the aforementioned Tim Wembembo Fitzgerald coming on for the lore of Guilty Gear, just being, again, an amazing person. Leo, Justin Henson again, Justin coming on for our Barbie review. I have some notes. Greg coming on for our Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem review. Uh, Melissa Flores for our massive month. Just uh, Justin Henson again for our scary season movie preview. Kyle Higgins for massive month. Matt from Decaying with the Boys with our missed assignments episode. Brendan from Unchefed for Futurama and Good Burger. The Game Club Pod coming back on for the lore of uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Mainly Slow- Slade and Joey going, going, going. Antonio and Slade for Suzume. Antonio from The Cult Worthy. Brendan again for Unchef, Justin for our bonus episode where we discussed, Justin and I discussed Disney's Wish, Antonio for Godzilla Minus One, and Caesar from No One Fifteen for joining us last week for Rebel Moon. 
I'm wondering if I don't make him part of our Rebel Moon crew, <laughs> just because that seems to be the theme of Rebel Moon is you assemble an amazing team. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what we do with Rebel Moon, is we make our own seven samurai. Heck yeah. We just keep adding crew members for each movie that we do. Damn right, that's what we need to do. That's what we will do. But thank you again so much, everyone, for for listening. Thank you so much for all the other podcasters and influencers who have joined us and creatives who have joined us. This has been a fantastic year of podcasting for me. Stressful at times. Uh, I, I cannot tell you how stressed out I was to get to that 100th episode and trying to coordinate everyone's schedules, even though I think we ended up doing three or four people on the episode. I really tried to get everyone on, but it just was not going to happen. Yeah. But it, it was still a lot of fun. And I think that's kind of where my year jumped off is like once the stress of episode 100 came to a close, like I actually was able to enjoy the rest of the year because everything was just building up to episode 100 for me. But again, thanks again so much, everyone, for listening, taking the time to interact with us on social medias. It, it begins and ends with people listening and engaging with us. If we're not getting engagement, having these conversations with Alex and the other hosts is so much fun. But it is also to engage with the community in a way. And I think that we have found a, a really good platform and a really good community to engage with. I agree. It's been a, it's been a great year. You've had some fantastic guests on. It's been fun chatting with people. It is also a really great excuse for me to go like, oh, I got to leave the house. I got to go record something. <laughs> Uh, I, I got to go see a movie. I, oh, yeah. I I got this thing where they, they make me go see this movie. Yeah. I have to go see yeah. Godzilla Minus One for a third time. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, it, the requirement is three viewings and then a review. <laughs> <laughs> but Alex, I think most importantly, thank you as well yeah. for taking on the mantle of co-host and being here pretty much every week. Neither of us has a perfect record for this year, but I think we are pretty close in terms of who has uh, been on the most episodes. I think you and I are like right at neck and neck. <laughs> well, it's been, like I said, it's been fun. I, I, the people you introduced me to, the, the, you know, the friendships I made, I, I have to blame damn Archibald for starting to play the Five Nights at Freddy's <laughs> games and reading the books. And cause we have to do eventually a follow up to that because I now have like three pages of like, I have lore questions <laughs> of what the hell is this. <laughs> Maybe we'll make it a bonus episode for uh, <laughs> whenever Five Nights at Freddy's 2 comes out. Because oh, yeah. with the budget they had, I wouldn't be shocked if like by next October they're like, hey, it's coming out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad we, I'm glad this is going to be a yearly thing. I mean, we've just been having these private parties, but now we're recording them. And it's been great. It's been, it's been great. We're not entitled to anything. So we don't take any of these downloads or listens or engagements for granted. Nope. Anyone taking the time to listen, it, it just please know from the bottom of my heart that it is greatly appreciated. There is nothing better than knowing that someone is out there is saying, God, what? Listen to this fucking dumbass, and his <laughs> stupid opinions. But I appreciate any kind of feedback and any kind of considerations. Because I, I openly admit, I'm, I don't know everything. I don't know what is the right thing to do. I don't know what the wrong thing is to do in certain mm -hmm. situations. I, I hope I know what the, the not wrong thing to do is. But uh, in, in most cases, it's just my opinions. And I, I hope people can at least enjoy them for what they are as I present them. Because I, I one of the things that is not lost on me is the fact that we have this whole 
sarcastic rating system of must see or pass <laughs> because that's the point is that there's no nuance to anything anymore. It's either the greatest thing ever or the worst thing ever. And there's no in between, even though everything mostly right now is just fine. If we can't have a discussion about certain things in cinema in it's not fun if you can't have an open discussion. Yeah. If you're just like, I'm right, you're wrong. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm big, you're small. The the, the Danny DeVito thing from Matilda. It, why, why even engage with people if you're not trying to just have a conversation and gain a point of view? If, if you're just trying to gatekeep and be like, I'm the one with the knowledge. I am the knowledge keeper. You can't add new things because new things scare me and it means I need to learn new things. Maybe nerd culture isn't for you. <laughs> like, I don't know. With with that, me saying I'm a good nerd and you're a bad nerd. Let's <laughs> let's wrap up let let's wrap up twenty twenty three for us and kick off twenty twenty four on a strong note. Uh Alex, please let everyone know about our Discord. Please join our Discord. Have some conversations with us. It's tsmackpod at gmail.com. You know that it's an open invitation. You can click the link below to go to it. It is a fun time where we just try to engage uh, with a bit of fun and, you know, post what's coming, what, you know, what we thought about what has been happening. You know, it's, we look, you know, get you good, some good recommendations. It's a great time. And it's the most direct way to be able to tell mm-hmm. us we're dumb. If, mm-hmm. if you feel so inclined or if you, you want to just, you know, have a good conversation and have fun with people who aren't trying to take things too seriously, but you can follow us on, all the social media platforms at Talking Smack Pod. We are on Blue Sky, Instagram, Threads, Hive Social, Post News, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Lonnie's website. You can email us your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns at tsmackpod at gmail.com. Alex, who's remixing our musical themes this week? Well, you'll be happy to know that the musical themes this week are in fact being remixed. We got them back. Punk to daff is back they reunited just for uh, okay that's not actually that's a typo that's not them it's not a bad remix though (laughs) (laughs) thank you to leo allen for our original musical themes beppo for our original avatars retro ale studios for our ricky avatar please like subscribe rate review on your podcatcher of choice it goes a long way in moving us up those charts and putting us into a bigger pot uh, or a bigger fishbowl or bigger lake whatever you want to call it pond that would be the word <laughs> for us to play in as well so please rate review and subscribe engagement is engagement i really don't care if you give us a one star or a four star or whatever the rating system is i just appreciate the engagement and thank you so much for listening listener dear listener please take care i hope your new year was great and we will see you next week when we preview 2024 and watch star trek I hope you keep that meow in there. That was well time meow, a little kitten. <laughs> Watch Star Trek me. <laughs> Who loves T Smack? I love T Smack. Is it true? Mm-hmm. I do, I do. Ooh. Rage! Rage!